0: On this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy, I talk with Bobby Lahue of Common Skew, and he turns the tables and asks questions to me. What's up? Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host Kirby Hosman, but it's a little bit different this week. I have a very special guest, Bobby Lehue from Common Skew, and Bobby has, as Bobby is wont to do, sometimes he likes to flip things around a little bit, and so he's asked if he could interview me this time. It's going to be a little different, and it's going to be fun. And so, Bobby, I give you the microphone.
1: All right, Kirby. Thanks for having me on, by the way. And I'm so glad to, to flip this on you for once because you've done a lot of these programs and it's great to ask you the questions. And as a content guy, I actually love this part of the job, right? Just like you do. I love this part of the job. Yeah. So what have you learned since you started this? You know, there's in one of my classes I do, I show uh, I show Gary Vaynerchuk's first episode And I show his thousandth episode, and I show the distinction between the two, and so many lessons learned between the one and 1,000, you actually see in the program. What have you learned? What what critical tips do you have for folks that are building content? Um, You've done this a lot now.
0: Yeah, no. You know, I've learned a ton, as you might expect. Um, But, you know, I think when it comes to tips for other content creators, kind of, you know, one of the things that I'd heard, I actually heard it from Gary Vaynerchuk on his Ask Gary V show, right? One of his early episodes, he actually said that the average web show never makes it to five episodes. And so mm. my big uh, thing from the very beginning was I didn't release one until I could release five because screw that, I'm going I'm <laughs> to break that. And that yeah. was really good for me because it allowed me to get some positive feedback and still have things in the can so that I wasn't yeah. scrambling to do the next. So. That was good. I think tips, tips for content creators that I have is number one is really consistency. I think, um, you know, part of the the thing that has helped me is that every week there's a new delivery marketing joy. Some of them are great. Some of them aren't as good um, because of me, not the guest. But because I've been consistent, I think that's been that's built up my brand and given me credibility even when I'm asking for guests. So consistency is number one. Um, I think make it consumable in some way, right? Um, you know, these shows aren't two hours long, right? They, hopefully they're yeah. in a way that um, you know, the audience can, can consume them. And then really you know, the thing that I think is probably the unspoken thing a lot of time is you have to have courage. You have to have the courage to put yourself out there because I always say everybody's got that voice that says, "Who the hell do you think you are?" And you know, yeah, I've got that voice. Everybody's got it, and so I think you have to have courage to just do it, take the action, and do it.
1: That's the biggest. That's one of the biggest things, don't you think? I mean, it's it's really tough to be vulnerable like this all the time. It's a very vulnerable position to put yourself in, right?
0: It is. I mean, at the end of the day, the the show could be terrible, Um, and it's funny because this past week I was talking to somebody and they were, they were saying, well, what happens when you put out one that isn't as good? Do you ever go back and take it down or anything? And I'm always like, no, because you have to put out the bad ones in order to get to the good ones. Um, and so that that, that you just got to (laughs) do,
1: how has this doing this changed you?
0: Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, from a, from a brand perspective, I think it's made me a little bit better known specifically in the industry. Um, And it really, it started out as a a content piece that I love because I got to share platform. But what it has, it's become a personal development class for me because I really am talking to really smart people, both in and outside of our industry that they make me better. And so probably that from a personal perspective.
1: And business, how's that, how's that impacted your business?
0: You know, I think, um, you know, obviously it's helped, you know, as I do more speaking and more brand building and books and stuff, that's been good. But honestly, I think the big thing about content creation for me, um, that it's, so much in our industry, we get put at the, the last part of the conversation. So in mm-hmm. other words, all the, the themes, the marketing plans, all that stuff's been brought up and, and figured out. And then, oh, right. by the way, we've got 500 bucks to spend on some stuff. Um, what it's really helped is it has slated me more as a marketer. So I get to be a part of the conversation on the front end. And not only is that good for business, but it's good for my clients because we're, I'm able to ask questions early on that help them shape their message into a better way.
1: Yeah, that's great. So what's the hard – you have the uh, video series, obviously. You have podcasts. You write. What's the hardest part about content creation?
0: I really enjoy it. So let me just say that. Um, this is – if this is I, the sales piece of it, I've always been a sales guy. But I really enjoy content creation. So it's all really good. I think the hardest part, honestly, is is lining up guests. Um, when you're doing it yeah. every week, um, you know, it doesn't matter what I want to do if the show is built on having great guests, then I have to have a guest. Um, it's actually, so the DMJ podcast I've been doing on Mondays, one of the things I like about it is whenever I am inspired, whenever I have some, some, I want to sit down and do it. I just do it. Um, so I can get several in the can if I want to, um, at one time. Whereas with this, it's all, it's a little harder when I have a guest. Um, it's, it's totally worth it because I think it really adds a lot. But that's probably the hardest thing is just just lining up guests consistently.
1: Has there been a time in the video series in particular where you went, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, Seth Godin talks about it in The Dip, right? Where everybody, whenever mm-hmm. you start anything, you're going like this. And then after a while, it goes like this. So there's a really cool story. And uh, Mark would know this. Um I was probably 20 25 episodes in and at that point you know you're like that's a lot right that's and yeah. um Mark set up an interview uh we got the uh, podcast interview with Seth Godin and right before we did it live which was really cool and right before the episode went Mark was kind of introducing me to Seth and Seth's like oh yeah I've seen your web show Delivering Marketing Joy and I you know I'm like holy shit really um, Right. and so he says <laughs> Yeah, he said, I watched the episode with Ted Rubin. And he was really specific. So it wasn't like he was blowing sunshine. He actually at least had seen that Mm -hmm. one. right? And right then he says, hey, keep that up. In three years, you'll be glad you did. Mm. And at that moment, I did not have the next week's show. Wow. (laughs) and, And so I was inspired to keep it going. And then a couple, actually months and months later, I emailed Seth and thanked him. And then that was sort of the impetus for him coming on uh, and yeah. being on the hundredth episode. So I, he was he was super gracious to do that. So yes, there was definitely a point That's in time fantastic. when I wanted to stop. But you know, it's nice what one you know one person with some kind words will do.
1: Absolutely. So the brewery, what's that about? <laughs> this is fantastic. This is like you a total left turn, and everybody <laughs> went whoa! What's Kirby doing? <laughs> yeah I get that I will say from a branding perspective it's not a shock right it's just a fun place to be but but tell us about that what's that about
0: yeah so how did
1: how did you say yeah how did that passion start
0: yeah no it's 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 funny um so you know I, like a lot of people, I brood a little bit in my home um and you know you know how you have something in your mind that just kind of you know someday someday i'd like to do that someday i'd like to do that, and i mean I am – you know, just like I said in the first – I'm a person of action. I believe that ideas generally are not that valuable. I think execution is where the value is. And so this was – I was being hypocritical to who I was, right? Is that I kept thinking about it and saying it's an idea and someday I might do it. And then one day I was listening to a book by uh, Richard Branson, uh, The Virgin Way. And at the end of the book, he's talking about, look, if you've had this idea – just do it. Like, stop thinking about it. Just do it. And I literally was like three blocks from my house. And, uh, I drove home, pulled in the driveway, went in my, and said, Amy, my wife, I'm like, I want to do this microbrew. I'm going to do this. And she was like, Oh, great. Uh, but yeah, it kind of, it's one of those things I've wanted to do for a long time. And, and, uh, it's, it is definitely, um, hard uh because you know because t- we're still doing Hosman marketing and that's going great and so right. i'm trying to trying to balance all that and we're we're in the beginning stages so it's it's fun and it's exciting
1: so you have some partners involved in this. What has been the what is like? What is the I'm just curious to peek into the glimpse of what this business is like. What's the challenge today? What did you walk in going? Oh, with the brewery, I got to get this done this week.
0: Oh yeah. So it's it's what's interesting about it. You'll appreciate this, Bobby. Is we we've applied for license and we've it's been about four months since we've applied, and they say about three to six is when you start to get something from the government. And so I'm starting to look at that calendar and going, okay, it's it's going to be go time. Soon, and so right now we're looking at tap room that we have to put together. Um, mm. we, I've spent the last six months working on recipes, so we're getting closer on that. I feel pretty good about that, um, which is the most fun part is you get to try beer. Yeah, right, uh, right. But uh, right, I mean, literally today I was looking at uh, the construction of our bar. We got a kegerator, uh, commercial kegerator, delivered last night. We got you know, like I met with flooring people to clean up stuff. You know, it's it's as you have ever launched any business, you know, there's a ton of moving parts. And so it's, um, lots on our mind, but really it's really cool. And it, and my, the big thing with this is I have, and actually one of my partners said this to me today and I need to remind myself, it's like, I can only do one thing at a time, right? I can only take care of the next thing. Um, not 10 things. Um, and so that's the biggest challenge for me right now.
1: So, So what does that really look like for you in the next five to 10 years? What's your grand vision for that?
0: You know, uh, our tagline is going to be joyfully irreverent, um, which is consistent, right? Um, But right now, everything we're doing and we're in a small town and we've kind of said, look, we're we want to be the little brewery that could. We are doing everything we can to start as small as possible to get to revenue. Right. And so Mm -hmm. it's been interesting. People have kind of dug that concept. Like I think that it's like a little bit people like the underdog a little bit. And so honestly, yeah. what we've kind of kicked around here recently is obviously we'd like to grow it to a point where we can grow production. But I, my latest sort of vision for this is that I, I see um, tap rooms in small, other small areas because Shockton's a really small town, um, right. great town, but there's not like a ton of other microbrews around. And so I, I kind of like the idea of having tap rooms in other small underserved areas where we can celebrate the heritage. Cause that's what we're going to do with the, our breweries. We're going to talk about Coshocton County heritage a lot. Mm. And I think that you tap into a a population of people who like craft beer, but also who are really proud of their community. Um, and so five years from now, I'd like to see us starting to kind of discover that.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Anything on the brewery else you want to comment on, on, on the brewery in particular?
0: On the brewery in particular, you know, I, it's The thing I'd say about that is it has been a really cool adventure that is – like, again, it's been several years since I've started a business. Um, and so – and it's – this is such a big capital-intensive business that the idea yeah. of jumping in and doing it has been really scary and really exciting. Mm. But it's really, also really cool to see how people have responded. People are pumped about it. And, and it's yeah. – that's – you know, that's rewarding.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for letting me interview you on your own show, Kirby. This has been a treat.
0: This has been a great treat. It's been super fun, Bobby. I really appreciate you doing it and uh, taking the time to do it. And we'll, hey, we'll do it again, and next time I get to ask you questions. Okay? Okay. Cool. That sounds great. Man. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for watching. But wait! Can you do me a favor? Please subscribe to my channel if you haven't done it already. The way to do it's right over here. And hey, if you wanna watch the last episode, check that out over here. Again, before you leave, subscribe.